May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my of your my heart be found acceptable in your sight, O Lord, Creator and God. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. As I check to see if the mic is on. Yay, nay, up down in the back. Okay, thank you. Good morning, church. Good morning, friends. Welcome to God's upside down economy, the world where, where you pencil out the figures, like where you should be saving money or you're not, and where you are not saving money, you are, but even more so. And the first part, where it seems like you're not, you're actually saving for entry into heaven. In Matthew chapter 19, there's a story that probably remember from Sunday school, Bible camp. You'll hear it again in uh, about four weeks because we're in Gospel of Matthew. The story of the rich young man. Some of you have heard of it or remember it. Rich young man comes to Jesus and says, how do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, you follow the commandments. So the young man says, I do that. How do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And Jesus says, if you want to follow me, Sell, sell all of your possessions. And he, rich young man, turns away saddened. And Jesus tells the apostles to follow me. You give away that which is on earth to, to come and be in glory with me. I used to work in corporate finance. That's called bad math. It's okay to lie. <laughs> if I had done that, then I would have been fired immediately. That's all right, because we're talking about God's upside-down economy. And what struck me in putting together the gospel today, I here's a story from my misspent youth. God willing, I've only got three weeks here, and you won't have to hear all of them. <laughs> but in that time, um, there was a book that came out by a fellow named Jerry Della Femina, which were his memoirs of being a madman an advertising executive on Madison Avenue in the 60s and 70s. What, one, I was, being a boy in Vermont, I was fascinated with this New York world of, you know, cocktails and great food and being in the, working in the center of the universe. My father had, uh, my parents lived in the New Jersey suburbs. My father worked in New York for an architect at the time. And I still remember the family photographs, my parents and my mother in a long gown. My father, he always seemed to go out wearing a dinner suit and a big cigar in his, in his mouth, right? Um, and I was fascinated by this world. So what drew me to Della Femina's book was he was a kid from the streets of New York um, who wrote the amazing ad campaigns, but he started out working in the mail, as a mail clerk and then worked his way up into becoming an account exec for um, Ted Bates. Yes, for Ted Bates. Um, I know San Francisco had another important ad culture that was in central the Embarcadero. era. This was the go-go time. Advertising was the Silicon Valley of that, of that period where riches were quick and people lived fast and so on. So Delafemno had started, had left um, Ted Bates, I'm pretty sure that was it, and gone on to start his own firm. 
He had left a top firm and started his own firm with four other people. They did okay. They had a couple of clients, and then they realized they were running out of money. And they brought in the accountants, guys who looked like me, and crunched all the numbers and basically were, you know, if you don't make it big in the next couple of months, you're done. And you get to start all over. Or not, you're just done. So Delafemna got together with his guys and decided to throw a Christmas party. And they would put up spec ads and let people know they are in business and they're going to make it a party to end all parties. For those of a certain class and caste and work in that field, these parties in the 60s and 70s were Christmas parties that didn't come out of Costco. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can laugh. <laughs> so I do Costco parties. I go there and get the chicken and so on. Now, this is stuff of legends. And I was, I guess, blessed to be at the tail end of that when I came to work in San Francisco where the parties were open bar and there was uh, you know, salmon and roast beef and endless hors d'oeuvres and people just fully enjoying themselves, bands and so on, cheesecake for dessert. <laughs> uh, and Delafema justified this by saying, we are going to show everything that we have. We are going to be overly generous we're going to throw the best party on the avenue. And if we make it, we go, we, we have done amazing things. And if we don't, we threw the best party, people remember us, and I want to be known as the most generous host possible. Yeah, he's been doing this now for 40, 40 plus years. Um, uh, Matthew Weiner reached out to him to talk for his TV show, Mad. Mad Men, if you want to see that wonderful, terrible time. Wonderful if you're on top during that time. Terrible if you were not, and you were one of the worker bees that had to keep these guys happy and were marginalized, it was terrible. But um, it was a time, and what I appreciated was Della Femina said, whatever we've got, I'm going to give it all away. That's the upside down economy. It doesn't pencil out but we are following in the way of Jesus. And I mentioned that because of the two stories. Remember last week, I am not, a, I grow nothing, I'm not a farmer. I'm also not a baker. But what attracted me to, what really came to me from the mustard seed wasn't so much the time, was yes, the tiny seed that grew into the bush, but also it doesn't make sense. If you're a farmer, you don't put trees in the middle of your fields. For anyone who's driven, well, you go out in the Central Valley, yes, you'll see um, almond ranches and so on, but in the fields of, um, of the greens, you don't see trees. Trees give shelter, they also take away water, and they also reduce your yield because they take up so much space and you have to plow and plant around them. And to plant a tree that Mustard is good. It's a, it can be a crash crop in its own way, but if you forget about it and it grows into this bush and it invites the birds, that's not good because that's why we have scarecrows. You don't want the birds getting into your crop. And yet, and yet, the birds are part of our ecosystem. They keep out pests. 
They give some pleasure to songbirds. It's a different way of looking at the economy. This is not an economy that pencils out for the numbers. This is an economy that looks at something even larger. And in that larger way of caring for a larger creation, we're getting that much closer to the heavenly kingdom. The same with the bread. I'm not a baker, but as I recall, if you start throwing yeast into the flour, you better start making bread. Or as I remember from an experiment at home, you have a refrigerator full of exploded, blown up everything. You need to make that. And what struck me and came to mind was in Genesis when the Lord comes before Abraham, but in this guise of three strangers entering at his tent, these strangers appear to Abraham and his response is to say, welcome and to tell Sarah, go and take three measures, roughly 15 kilos of flour and make bread to serve them. Five pounds of bread per person is a pretty generous serving. It doesn't pencil out, it doesn't make sense. And yet this is the great generosity that God in the kingdom of heaven, God in the kingdom of heaven offers us this generosity. It's an upside down world, but what is the payout in this upside down world? This upside down world where the merchant finds the pearl and gives everything away to, to have that perfect world or finding that perfect gift of of giving a perfect piece of fruit on a holiday as a gift to another, to another person. This is, it doesn't make sense to be this generous, but this is following in the way of Jesus. As he told the young man, give it all away, follow the commandments and be with me. I wanna be in that heaven. I wanna, whatever, whatever it takes for me to get there, that's where I want to be. And this doesn't make pencil outs, it doesn't make sense, but the overwhelming generosity does. At least in my view, and it may be the right view or not, but if God is te God through Christ is teaching us, this is how we get closer. It seems like a pretty good company to be to me. This is the upside down economy. This is the upside down world. Be outrageously generous. Does it mean we all give everything away? Maybe. Practically, probably not. But can we give away our time, our, our love for one another? This morning, as a couple of the saints from the eight o'clock service we were going away, a fellow drove up and introduced himself, said he had gone to school here, knew, grew up in Mill Valley, and that he was starting his campaign again of giving away some 500 turkeys to people for Thanksgiving. 500 turkeys for Thanksgiving. That doesn't pencil out. <laughs> That's a lot of turkey. But he said he hadn't been able to do this since COVID. And he wants to bring this back again because people aren't doing this. They aren't quite, you know, we haven't gathered yet. So. You know, I took, I took a flyer, I'll leave it for Brother Richard Edward, I'll bring a copy home myself, because I think that overwhelming generosity is getting us closer into living to God's beautiful kingdom. And that's 
where I want to be. I want to be in the mansions in the sky. I want to have the chorus of angels singing to me and maybe in this cracked voice of rugby songs, I might be able to sound better joining them. I want to be in that place. And even more so, I want to create a world where more of us will be part of going there. And I think about that because this is what St. Paul is talking about. In all the St. Paul language of convolution, what he's saying is God is so loving us with the Holy Spirit that he's never going to leave us. God will always be present and we will be always in that grace. But that's for us to reach out and be part of it. As St. Paul wrote, God who searches the heart knows the mind of the Holy Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will separate us from the love of Christ Jesus, our Lord. I want to be in that place because I know nothing will separate us. And I want to do that participating in this upside down world of outrageous generosity. Maybe that'll be the great pearl of great price is that entrance into the kingdom of God. Let us all practice that generosity, however we think of doing it. God bless you and God thank you. And let the church say, Amen. Amen. Please stand as. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.